Section 28 of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. The Second Night of the Month. When the even evened, the king sat private in his sitting chamber, and his mind was occupied with the story of the singer and the druggist. So he called the wazir, and bade him tell the tale. Answered he, I will well. They recount, O my lord, the following. Tale of the Singer and the Druggist There was once in the city of Hamadan a young man of seemly semblance and skilled in singing to the lute, wherefore he was well seen of the citizens. He went forth one day of his home with intent to travel, and gave not over journeying till his travel brought him to a town and a goodly. Now he had with him a lute and its appurtenance, so he entered and went round about the streets till he happened upon a druggist, who, when he espied him, called to him. So he went up to him and bade him sit down. Accordingly, the youth sat down by his side, and the druggist questioned him of his case. The singer told him what was in his mind and the pharmacist took him up to into his shop, and brought him food and fed him. Then said he to him, Rise, and take up thy lute, and beg about the streets. And when hast thou smellest the reek of wine, break in upon the drinkers, and say to them, I am a singer. They will laugh and cry, Come unto us. And when thou singest, the folk will know thee, and speak one to other of thee. So shalt thou become known about town, and thou shalt better thy business. He went round about, as the druggist bade him, till the sun waxed hot, but found none drinking. Then he entered a lane, that he might take rest, and seeing there a handsome house and a lofty, stood in its shade, and fell to observing the excellence of its edification. Now while he was thus engaged, behold, a casement opened, and there appeared thereat a face, as it were the moon. Quoth the owner of the face, What aileth thee to stand there? Dost thou want out? And quoth he, I am a stranger, and acquainted her with his adventure, whereupon asked she, What sayest thou to meat and drink, and the enjoyment of a fair face, and getting thee spending money? And he answered, O mistress mine, this is my desire, whereof I am going about in quest. So she opened the door to him, and brought him in. Then she seated him at the upper end of the room, and served him with food. He ate and drank, and lay with her, and fluttered her. This ended, she sat down in his lap, and they toyed and lapped and exchanged kisses till the day was half done, when her husband came home and she had no recourse but to hide the singer in a mat in which she rolled him up. The husband entered, and seeing the battle place disordered and smelling the reek of liquor, questions her of this. Quoth she, I had with me a bosom friend of mine, and I conjured her to crack a cup with me, and so we drank a jar full, I and she, and but now before thy coming in she fared forth. Her husband deemed her words true, and went away to his shop, he being none other than the singer's friend the druggist, who had invited him and fed him. Whereupon the lover came forth, and he and the lady returned to their pleasant pastime, and abode on this wise till evening, when she gave him money and said to him, Tomorrow in the forenoon, come hither to me. He replied, Yes, and departed. And at nightfall he went to the hammam bath. On the morrow he betook himself to the shop of his friend the druggist, who welcomed him as soon as he saw him, and questioned him of his case and how he had fared that day. Quoth the singer, Allah requite thee with welfare, O my brother, for indeed thou hast directed me to a restful life. 
Then he acquainted him with his adventure, and told him the tale of the woman, till he came to the mention of her husband, when he said, And at midday came the horned cuckold, her husband, and knocked at the door. So she wrapped me in the mat, and when he had wended his ways, I came forth, and we returned to our pleasant play. This was grievous to the druggist, and he repented of having taught him how he should do, and suspected his wife. Accordingly, he asked the singer, And what said she to thee at thy going away? And the other answered, She said, Come back to me on the morrow. So behold, I am off to her, and I came not hither, but that I might acquaint thee with this, lest thy thoughts be preoccupied with me. Then he farewelled him, and walked out. As soon as the druggist was assured that he had reached the house, he cast the net over his shop, and made for his home, in suspicion of his wife, and knocked at the door. Now the singer had entered, and the druggist's wife said to him, Up with thee, and enter this chest. Accordingly he entered it, and she shut it down on him, and opened to her husband, who came in all distraught, and searched the house, but found none, and overlooked the chest. Hereat he said in his mind, The house is one which favoreth my house, and the woman is one who favoreth my wife, and returned to his shop, whereupon the singer came forth of the chest, and falling upon the druggist's wife, had his wicked will of her, and spent upon her what was her due, and weighed down the scale for her with full measure. Then they ate and drank and kissed and clipped necks, and in this way they abode till the evening, when she gave him money, because she found his weaving nice and good, and made him promise to come to her on the morrow. So he left her and slept his night, and on the morrow he returned to the shop of his friend the druggist, and saluted him. The other welcomed him, and questioned him of his case, whereat he told his tale till he ended with the mention of the woman's husband, when he said, Then came the horned cuckold, her mate, and she stowed me away in the chest and shut the, down the lid upon me, while her addle-patted pander of a husband went about the house, top and bottom, and when he had gone his way, we returned to our pleasant pastime. With this, the druggist was assured that the house was his house, and the wife his wife, and quoth he, Now what wilt thou do today? Quoth the singer, I shall return to her and weep for her, and full her yarn. And I came not save to thank thee for thy dealing with me. Then he went away, whilst the fire was loosed in the heart of the druggist, and he shut his shop, and returning to his house, rapped at the door. Said the singer, Let me jump into the chest, for he saw me not yesterday. But said she, No, wrap thyself up in the mat. So he wrapped himself up, and stood in a corner of the room, whilst the druggist entered, and went no whither else save to the chest, but found naught inside. Then he walked round about the house and searched it, top and bottom, but came upon nothing, and no one, and abode between belief and disbelief, and said to himself, Happily, I suspect my wife of what is not in her. So he was certified of her innocence, and going forth content, returned to his shop, whereupon out came the singer, and they resumed their former little game, as was their wont, till eventide, when she gave him one of her husband's shirts, and he took it, and going away, knighted in his own lodging. Next morning he repaired to the druggist, who saluted him with the salam, and came to meet him, and rejoiced in him, and smiled in his face, deeming his wife innocent. Then he questioned him of his case on yesterday, and he told him how he had fared, saying, O oh, my brother, when the cornute knocked at the door, I would have jumped into the chest, but his wife forbade me, and rolled me up in the mat. The man entered, and thought of nothing save the chest, so he brake it open, and woaned like one gin mad, going up and coming down. Then he went about his business, and I came out, and we abode on our accustomed case till eventide, when she gave me the shirt of her husband's, and behold, 
I am now off to her. When the druggist heard the singer's words, he was assured of the adventure, and knew that the calamity, all of it, was in his own house, and that the wife was his wife, and he considered the shirt, whereupon he redoubled in assuredness, and said to the singer, Art thou now going to her? said he. Yes, O my brother, and taking leave of him, went away, whereupon the druggist started up, as he were stark mad, and dismantled his shop. Whilst he was thus doing, the singer went to the house, and presently up came the druggist and knocked at the door. The lover would have wrapped himself up in the mat, but she forbade him, and said, Get thee down to the ground floor of the house, and enter the oven jar, and close the cover upon thyself. So he did her bidding, and she went down to her husband and opened the door to him, whereupon he came in and went around the house, but found no one, and overlooked the oven jar. Then he stood musing, and swore that he would not again go forth of the house till the morrow. As for the singer, when his stay in the oven jar grew lonesome upon him, he came forth therefrom, thinking that her husband had gone away, and he went up to the terrace roof, and looking down, beheld his friend the druggist. Whereat he was sore concerned, and said in himself, Alas, the disgrace! Ah, this is my friend the druggist, who of me was fain, and dealt me fair, and I have paid him with foul. He feared to return to the druggist, so he stepped down, and opened the first door, and would have gone out at a venture, unseen of the husband, but when he came to the outer door, he found it locked and saw not the key. Hereat, he returned to the terrace and began dropping from roof to roof till the people of the house heard him and hastened to fall upon him, deeming him a thief. Now that house belonged to a Persian man, so they laid hands on him and the housemaster fell to beating him, saying to him, Thou art a thief. He replied, No, I am not a thief, but a singing man, a stranger, who, hearing your voices, came to sing to you. When the folk heard his words, they talked of letting him go, but the per Persian said, O folk, let not his speech cozen you. This one is none other than a thief who knoweth how to sing. And when he, when he cometh upon the like of us, he is a singer, said they. O our Lord, this man is a stranger, and needs we must release him. Quoth he, by Allah, my heart heaveth at this fellow. Let me kill him with a beating. But, quoth they, thou mayst no ways do that. So they delivered the singer from the Persian, the master of the house, and seated him amongst them, whereupon he began singing to them, and they rejoiced in him. Now the Persian had a mameluke, as he were the full moon, and he arose and went out. And the singer followed him and wept before him, professing lustful love to him and kissing his hands and feet. The mameluke took compassion on him and said to him, When the night cometh, and my master entereth the harem, and the folk fare away, I will grant thee thy desire, and I sleep in such a place. Then the singer returned and sat with the cup companions, and the Persian rose and went out with the Mameluke by his side. Now the singer knew the place by which the Mameluke occupied at the first of the night, but it chanced that the youth rose from his stead, and the waxen taper went out. The Persian, who was drunk, fell over on his face, and the singer, supposing him to be the Mameluke, said, By Allah, tis good! and threw himself upon him, and began to work at his bag trousers, till the string was loosed. Then he brought out his prickle, upon which he spat, and slipped it into him. Thereupon the Persian started up, crying out, and laying hands on the singer, pinioned him, and beat him a grievous beating, after which he bound him to a tree that stood in the house court. Now there was in the house a beautiful singing girl, and when she saw the singer tight pinioned and tied to the tree, she waited till the Persian lay down on his couch, when she arose, and going up to the singer, fell to condoling with him over what had betide him, and making eyes at him, and handling his yard, and rubbing it till it rose upright. Then said she to him, 
Do with me the deed of kind, and I will loose thy pinion bonds, lest he return and beat thee again. For he purposeth thee an ill purpose. Quoth he, Loose me, and I will do it. But quoth she, I fear that, and I loose thee, thou wilt not do it. But I will do it, and thou have me standing, and when I have done, I will loose thee. So saying, she opened her clothes, and introducing the singer's prickle, fell to toing and froing. Now there was in the house a fighting ram, which the Persian had trained to budding. And when he saw what the woman was doing, he thought she wished to do battle with him. So he broke his halter, and running at her, butted her and split her skull. She fell on her back and shrieked, whereupon the Persian started up hastily from the sleep, and seeing the singing girl on her back, and the singer with yard on end, cried to him, O accursed, doth not what thou hast erewhile done suffice thee? Then he beat him, a shrewd beating, and opening the door, thrust him out in the middle of the night. He lay the rest of the dark hours in one of the ruins, and when he arose in the morning, he said, None is in fault. I, for one, saw my own good, and he is no fool who seeketh good for himself, and the druggist's wife also saw good for herself. But predestination overcometh precaution, and for me there remaineth no tarrying in this town. So he went forth from the place. Nor, continued the wazir, is the story, strange though it be, stranger than that of the king and his son, and that which betide them of wonders and rare marvels. When the king heard the story, he deemed it pretty and pleasant, and said, This tale is near unto that which I know, and tis my reed I should do well to have patience, and asin not to slay my minister, so I might get of him the profitable story of the king and his son. Then he gave the wazir leave to go away to his own house, so he thanked him, and tarried in his home all that day. End of section 28